the afterlife. While you are preparing for sleep, brushing your teeth, or riffling through a magazine in bed, the dead of the day are setting out on their journey. They're moving off in all imaginable directions, each according to his own private belief. And this is the secret that silent Lazarus would not reveal. That everyone is right, as it turns out. You go to the place you always thought you would go, the place you kept lit in an alcove in your head. Some are being shot into a funnel of flashing colors, into a zone of light white as a January sun. Others are standing naked before a forbidding judge who sits with a golden ladder on one side, a coal chute on the other. Some have already joined the celestial choir and are singing as if they had been doing this forever, while the less inventive find themselves stuck in a big air-conditioned room full of food and chorus girls. <laughs> Some are approaching the apartment of the female god, a woman in her 40s with short, wiry hair and glasses hanging from her neck by a string. With one eye, she regards the dead through a hole in her door. There are those who are squeezing to the bodies of animals, eagles and leopards, and one trying on the skin of a monkey like a tight suit ready to begin another life in a more simple key. While others float off into some benign vagueness, little units of energy heading for the ultimate elsewhere. There are even a few classicists being led to an underworld by a mythological creature with a beard and hooves. He will bring them to the mouth of the furious cave guarded over by Edith Hamilton and her three-headed dog. The rest just lie on their backs in their coffins, wishing they could return so they could learn Italian, or see the pyramids, or play some golf in a light rain. They wish they could wake in the morning like you and stand at a window examining the winter trees, every branch trace with the ghost writing of snow. Instructions. Give up the world. Give up self. Finally, give up God. Find God in rhododendrons and rocks. Passers-by, your cat. Pair your beliefs, your absolutes. Make it simple, make it clean. No carry-on luggage allowed. Examine all you have with a loving and critical eye, then throw away some more. Repeat, repeat. Keep this and only this, what your heart beats loudly for, what feels heavy and full in your gut. There will only be one or two things you will keep, and they will fit lightly in your pocket. Pray for peace. Pray to whomever you kneel down to. Jesus nailed to his wooden or plastic cross, his suffering face bent to kiss you. 
Buddha still under the bow tree in scorching heat. Adonai, Allah, raise your arms to Mary that she may lay her palms on our brows. To Shekinah, queen of heaven and earth, to Inanna in her stripped descent. Then pray to the bus driver who takes you to work. On the bus, pray for everyone riding that bus, for everyone riding buses all over the world. Drop some silver and pray. Waiting in line for the movies, for the ATM, for your latte and croissant, offer your plea. Make your eating and drinking a supplication. Make your slicing of carrots a holy act. Each translucent layer of the onion a deeper prayer. To hawk or wolf or the great whale, pray. Bow down to terriers and shepherds and Siamese cats, fields of artichokes and elegant strawberries. Make the brushing of your hair a prayer, every strand its own voice, singing in the choir on your head. As you wash your face, the water slipping through your fingers, a prayer. Water, softest thing on earth, gentleness that wears away rock. Making love, of course, is already prayer. Skin, the, opening, the open mouths worshiping that skin, the fragile cases we are poured into. If you're hungry, pray. If you're tired, pray to Gandhi and Dorothy Day, Shakespeare, Sappho, Sojourner Truth. When you walk to your car, to the mailbox, to the video store, let each step be a prayer that we all keep our legs, that we do not blow off anyone else's legs or crush their skulls. And if you are riding on a bicycle or a skateboard or in a wheelchair, each revolution of the wheels a prayer as the earth revolves. Less harm, less harm, less harm. And as you work tight, Typing with a new manicure, a tiny palm tree painted on one pearlescent nail, or delivering soda, or drawing good blood into rubber-capped vials, writing on a blackboard with yellow chalk, twirling pizzas. With each breath in, take in the faith of those who have believed when belief seemed foolish, who persevered. With each breath out, cherish. Pull weeds for peace. Turn over in your sleep for peace. Feed the birds. Each shiny seed that spills onto the earth, another second of peace. Wash your dishes. Call your mother. Drink wine. Shovel leaves or snow or trash from your sidewalk. Make a path. Fold a photo of a dead child around your visa card. Scoop holy water from the gutter. Gnaw your crust. Mumble along like a crazy person, stumbling your prayer through the streets. About six years ago, I went to the dentist. I hate going to the dentist, and I know I'm not alone in this. There are some people, like my husband, who love the dentist, but I am not one of them. I hate the drills and the needles and having other people's fingers in my mouth, learning that I have cavities, and the small talk. 
I know that dentist office small talk is supposed to put me at ease, but it seems to always make me more anxious. But six years ago, I had dental insurance for the first time in a long time, and so I scheduled an appointment for a deep clean of my teeth. And as the dental hygienist walked me from the waiting room to the dental chair, she asked me about myself. I answered. I told her about how I was in seminary studying to be a minister. Oh, she said, my friend's father is a Unitarian minister up in Albany. Really? I responded, excited that she had heard of us. (laughs) That's my denomination. (laughs) Yeah, she said, nonplussed. Anything goes with you Unitarians. (laughs) Maybe you have heard someone say something like this, and maybe you've had it come out of your own mouth. There's this false belief, as Tim held up, that Unitarian Universalists can believe anything, that anything goes with us. And it can be a convenient shorthand sometimes, an easy way to answer, what do you Unitarians believe anyway? But... It does us a disservice. That day at the dental office, I didn't think that anything goes with us, but I really didn't want to have a theological conversation. (laughs) I know you've probably been there, those moments when it just seems like too much trouble to get into it. And at the dentist that day, I didn't know this dental hygienist, and soon she would be bringing out the sharp instruments and the Novocaine. And changing her mind about my religion was just too much. (laughs) I wanted to keep the mood as light as I could. I just wanted to get through this cleaning. And so I said, not everything goes in Unitarian Universalism, but we are more open than some churches. And we proceeded with the dental cleaning. Partway through, when she had a collection of sharp tools in my mouth and half my jaw was numb, she muttered, anything goes with those Unitarians. (laughs) And again, I didn't say anything, and I probably wouldn't have been physically able to had I wanted to. But I wish I would have said something. Had I had that moment to live over, had I been able to press some sort of cosmic pause button and take the tools out of my mouth and regain the ability to speak, this is what I would have said. I would have told her that, in fact, not everything goes in Unitarian Universalism. We are a church that is theologically diverse. There are a lot of different sorts of believers gathered here today. But we are not a church where people can believe anything they want. We are a church without a creed, which makes us different than what most people expect when they think about a church. We did not ask Kirsten, Deb, Rachel Ann, Amy, Allegra, and Kualdeep to agree with a statement of faith when they joined our church this morning. We asked them to sign our bond of union. And I'm going to read the bond of union again, because I know it's been a while since some of you signed it. And some of you who are newer among us might want to know what this thing is that we ask our new members to pledge themselves to. So this is our bond of union. Earnestly desiring to develop in ourselves and in the world honest, reverent thought, faithfulness to our highest conception of right living, the spirit of love and service to all people, and allegiance towards all the interests of morality and religion as interpreted by the growing thought and purest lives of humanity. 
we join ourselves together, hoping to help one another in all good things and advance the cause of pure and practical religion in the community. We base our union upon no creed test, but upon the purpose herein expressed and welcome all who wish to join us to help establish truth, righteousness, and love in all the world. There is no call to shared belief, only shared action. As Unitarian Universalists, we strive not for right belief, not for orthodoxy, but shared practice, orthopraxy. We join ourselves together, hoping to help one another in all good things and establish truth, righteousness, and love in all the world. We believe that courageous love has the power to transform ourselves and transform the world. That said, I think it's important for us to remember that every congregation of every tradition is theologically diverse. Every congregation gathering right now, and that's Unitarian, that's anything, is theologically diverse. There are always theists and atheists, skeptics and agnostics, and people who aren't quite sure what they believe in every single religious community. We're just different because we name that we are theologically diverse. In a lot of those other congregations, there are people who are there with a wide variety of beliefs who come for different reasons, out of family obligation, because it's where their friends are, because they love the music, out of habit. But what sets us apart is that we name and celebrate the diversity of belief in our congregation. We offer opportunities to seek truth following many traditions. Here we have Buddhist meditation gatherings, full moon drum circles, and workshops on Christian contemplative practices to help people search for truth and meaning and give them the, lives to, the tools to live lives of integrity. Those of us who pray might pray to Jesus or Anana, the bus driver or the great whale, Sojourner Truth or Shakespeare. The closest we get to shared belief is our seven principles. And as Tim pointed out earlier, we have excerpts of them on the wall this morning. These are from the Unitarian Universalist Association's bylaws, and each congregation affirms them. They are shared ethical commitments, aspirations for how we are with one another and in the larger world. Even believing in the same principles does not guarantee uniformity of belief. Take our first principle. We affirm and promote the inherent worth and dignity of every person. Even if we all believe this, it does not mean we believe the same thing. Some among us believes, believe that our inherent worth derives from a good and loving God who made us in God's image. Everyone carries that divine given worth within us and that should be respected. Others are more pragmatic about this principle. They know that affirming everyone's worth and dignity makes them kinder and more loving to those around them. The fact that this belief makes them better is reason enough to believe it. Still others, those who find their truths and science and nature might affirm the inherent worth and dignity of every person because the odds against our existence are staggering. Forest Church, who served the senior minister, who served as the senior minister at the Unitarian Church of All Souls in Manhattan until his death in 2009, said this when he knew death was near. The miracle springs from living in the first place. The odds against our being here in the first place are infinitesimal. 
You have to go back not just to the right egg and the right sperm of your biological parents. You have to go back all the way through history. None of our grandparents or great-grandparents died before puberty. If you go back to the 11th or 12th century, most of us have some 2.5 million ancestors, all of whom made it and connected at the right time. For those of us with a European heritage, none of our ancestors died before puberty and the Great Plague, whose mighty skies cut down half of the continent's children. Then go back beyond that to our pre-human ancestors and the Ur-Paramecium, and then back farther to the pinball of stars all the way to the Big Bang. We're kinetically and genetically connected to everything that preceded us. The universe was pregnant with us when it was born. The universe was pregnant with us when it was born. Does that not call all of us to respect the inherent worth and dignity of every person? So as we know, our congregation is full of theological diversity. But does that mean we can believe anything we want? No. Having freedom of belief doesn't mean you can believe just any old thing. We are called to carefully examine what we think is true and how those understandings impact how we live in this world. Our beliefs must help us make sense of the world and call us to lives of integrity. Another one of the principles up on the wall, which isn't quite worded the way it is in our principles, is we believe in the free and responsible search for truth and meaning. Free and responsible. And there is tension in those words. Freedom means an open and expansive search for truth, exploring many sources and many ideas, open to whatever catches our interest. This freedom might make us say sometimes that Unitarian Universalists can believe anything we want, but freedom is just the beginning of our search, not the end. As Jewish philosopher Martin Buber wrote, freedom is a footbridge, not a dwelling place. Freedom is the fruitful zero. It is the run before the jump, the tuning of the violin. Freedom is where we begin our search. It's the tuning of our violin before we embark on our theological concertos. But it is not the concerto ourself, itself. Our beliefs must also be shaped by responsibility. Our beliefs do not exist in a vacuum. They need to serve us and those around us. Reverend Jaco Tenhof was my childhood minister, and he always told me that we Unitarian Universalists don't believe what we want to, we believe what we must. Want and must. Those are another pair of words with tension between them. Want can be inward looking, it can be all about us and our desires, what makes us feel good. Want can be selfish, irresponsible even. There are a lot of beliefs that I want to be true, but that doesn't make them true. For a search for truth to be responsible, we must constantly ask, does this reflect the world as I see it? So for example, when I ponder one of the biggest questions we all live with, why do bad things happen to good people? I really want a, a simple answer, and I've given whole sermons on this. But I wish I could believe that everything happens for a reason. 
I wish that I could believe in a universe that was fair and just, and if I just did everything I was supposed to, I could protect myself and those I love from disaster, disease, and destruction. I want to believe that if we're just good enough, we don't have to suffer. And we know that isn't true. The world shows us that again and again. We all know that suffering comes. We all know that the universe has large amounts of randomness and indifference in it, and I cannot with any integrity believe that everything happens for a reason, even though there is a strong part of me that wishes it would so. Instead, I believe what I must. Must is not about desire, but about reality. Must is where the responsibility enters our free search. Must recognizes that what feels good is not always what's best for us or for those around us. Must asks if our beliefs can hold up when tested against the realities of this world. Must knows that we are not isolated beings but connected to the larger world. Must knows that we do not believe only for ourselves but for our community. We believe what we must. We believe what fills our lives with meaning. We believe what makes sense to us in our unique circumstances. We believe what makes us better people. We do not believe just anything. We believe what we need to to treat those around us with kindness. We believe what we need to to make ethical decisions. We believe what we need to to be the loving, thoughtful people that the world is calling out for, that the world so desperately needs. And because we are responsible in our believing, and because we are part of a liberal tradition, we recognize that while our beliefs might make the most sense for us right now, our search is not over. Our search might never be over. Our beliefs might change as our lives change, as we learn new things. We know that our beliefs might serve us now, but that truth continues to be revealed. We know that our beliefs are not the only valid beliefs. There are many ways to find meaning in this world, and we recognize that. All of our violins are playing different melodies, but somehow they blend beautifully. But this does not mean that we accept all beliefs. This does not believe that, mean that anything goes with Unitarian Universalism. Some beliefs are out of tune and destroy the music that we are trying to make together. That word responsible is important here too. What does it mean for a belief to be responsible? A responsible belief promotes human flourishing. A responsible belief is congruent with our principles up on that wall. Ideologies rooted in the superiority of one group over another, theologies of white supremacy, xenophobia, or hatred for groups of people because of their racial, religious, or gender identities, or sexual orientation are not responsible beliefs. They are not in keeping with our principles or in harmony with the bond of union that all members sign. There, are no, there is no room for those beliefs in Unitarian Universalism. A belief worth having is one that makes the believer a better person, with a more meaningful life who interacts thoughtfully and ethically with the world around him or her or them. A belief worth having is one that motivates us to work for justice, equality, and sustainability. And, men, and many beliefs do this. In their best forms, all of the world's wisdom traditions do this, as can idiosyncratic belief systems that don't fit neatly into any of those boxes.
And the question is, since clearly not everything goes, how do we decide what goes in Unitarian Universalism? For me, it has to do with seeing how the belief is lived, how it affects the believer and those around him or her or them. Now, I've been your minister since last August, and some of you have told me about your belief system, but most of you haven't. And as I look around the room, I could not tell you what a good 80% of the people in this room believe. But I do see you trying to live ethical lives. I can't say what version of the afterlife you subscribe to, and I can't say who believes in a higher power, but I am learning how you live, how your faith informs your life, how it informs your actions within and beyond these walls. I watch this community as a whole and as individuals strive to respect the inherent worth and dignity of all people and the interdependent web of all existence. I watch you live lives of equity, justice, and compassion. I watch you not always succeed in these goals because we are human and that is how life goes, but I watch us all remain committed to them. And the lives of integrity lived by so many of you bear witness to the fact that your search for truth and meaning has been free and responsible, that your belief reflects the world as it is and inspire you to work to make it better. This would have been a lot to say to the dental hygienist that day. (laughs) I never would have had my teeth cleaned. But I wish I had some, at least a, said at least a little bit more. Something like, not just anything goes in Unitarian churches. We are a community of diverse believers. We believe in each person's right to a free and responsible search for truth. We also believe that the only beliefs worth having are ones that promote human flourishing, love, and justice. We don't believe what we want. We believe what we must. So on this day that we welcome new members into our congregation, may we all commit and recommit ourselves to the free and responsible search for truth. May we balance what we wish we could believe with the realities around us. May our beliefs inspire us to action, to work together to establish truth, righteousness, and love in all the world. May it be so. May we make it so, and amen.